Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you know about I this, like, Lamar? I don't, I don't like being predictable, man. <laughs> but what I really like this song. I don't like being predictable, you know. Uh, we're just some hustlers, kinda, man. Yeah, I mean, we are, for certain. <laughs> just some hustlers. Yes, we are. Uh, it's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, you can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can also find us on hundreds hey, of Fox money, Sports money. Radio affiliates. Money, money. Wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday South morning, uh, we appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, hour three of this extravaganza. We've been talking a lot about Monday Night Football, the first uh, wild card game uh, in Monday Night history for the NFL. Uh, before we get into the game specifically, uh, how are we feeling about uh, Super Wild Card Weekend in general? What do we think? You uh, know, for all the flack that the college football playoff semifinals <laughs> get, because they're the usually blowouts, <laughs> dude. The seven seeds are 0-4, and, and three of the four games the past two years have been double-digit yeah. blowouts. <laughs> and by the way, this year, it's all chalk, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I just – I look at the NFL playoffs, and it's another example of – for all the people who, like, complain about expansion and any form of playoffs and why should we let so many teams in and these are crappy games – you keep watching it. Yeah. If you didn't watch, then all these TV networks weren't pay millions of dollars for the rights to then broadcast it and show it. So I just I'm tired of the complaining. I, I personally like I could care less if they're competitive or not. I just like watching football. Like I I, I love watching sports in general, but football in particular. And so I think, look, it, it, the more the better. You know, heck, get a, do away with the buys anyway. That's that's where we're moving to. Eventually, the first seed. It ain't going to be any different than the rest of the uh, top-seeded teams. You know, you'll have, you'll have an additional game. There'll be probably an additional playoff game, too. You'll, you'll be seeing that coming in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I want to say this. You don't know it's a horrible game until it becomes a horrible game. <laughs> I mean, true. I, I mean, going into – again, I thought Philly would have did – much, much more than what they did in that game. I thought Arizona would have done more, much, much more than what they did in that game. I thought Dallas would do much more than what they did in that game. So even in college, going into the game, the unknown is the one thing that really, truly should matter in sports. Because if you subscribe to the idea that those guys go out there and practice every day, just like the, the favorite team goes out there and practices every day, and they prepare for a game just like the other team goes out there and prepares for a game, then there's the opportunity, there's always the chance that a, a, a slip-up uh, upset could take place. Just so happens, you know, we, we didn't see things happen that way. I mean, the, the Niners, that was an upset game, right? That, that was, was the an upset. O- that was the only lower season game. That was the only upset. Game. Yeah, other than yeah. that. Although was... the, the odd thing is, is it was like the most 
I guess so it, was, it was everyone's favorite underdog to win. There was a lot of money coming in kind of on that side, Was I it guess. the closest and, spread? I think it was the closest spread too, right? Uh, next brand? to last night's. I believe last night's as well was a, uh, ended up being a three-point spread. A lot of money coming in at the end of the day on the Rams. It had opened at four, four and a half, and then it had gone down to, uh, to three by the end of it. And the fact that Dallas was a three-point favorite at home was them telling you on a neutral field, those teams yeah, are even. even. So, yeah, yeah there, there really wasn't, you know, that crazy of an upset. Um, look, in a couple of months from now, when people are sitting there watching some crummy Duquesne basketball game, we're going to be hey, bitching and moaning. Listen, no, no offense. About listen, no offense to Duquesne, but point Shots being, to the bird. point being, uh, th- there's people that are going to be looking around, going, "I really should have appreciated some of these NFL games a little bit more." Okay, so everyone, stop complaining, man. Football's only here for a short amount of time more, and uh, and after that, uh, you're stuck with uh, college basketball and some lame NBA story about why Kyrie Irving can't play somewhere because uh, you know whatever is a uh, vaccine. Status Jeez, Jonas, just, tell I'm just the world saying, how you really feel. I'm just saying, like, you know, people complaining about this stuff. I don't know what you want. Yeah, there were blowouts. you guys really want me to go into those questions I have, though? Like, <laughs> how does it make any sense that Kyrie Irving – and, like, I, and by the way, for those listeners out there who think, like, we're not going to talk all sports, all this stuff. No, no, no. We are. It's just – it's football season. Yeah. But it is a bit odd that Kyrie Irving is able to play on the road everywhere else around his teammates, coaches – trainers, everyone else that would travel be traveling with the, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it is odd that he's able to do that on the road, but then, like, what? His contact around all those people and players, it doesn't, like, translate back at home where he can't play? Like, it's just the whole thing is a bit absurd. I understand it's a local issue uh, or there or, I guess, within the, the building or, or the franchise, but it's just the whole thing's a bit bizarre. Yeah, it's a little bit puzzling. Um, here's what else uh, was puzzling. Uh, Kyler Murray's performance last night. Uh, this was after, especially when Cliff Kingsbury uh, comes out and says, uh, you know, I expect him to have the uh, the best game of his career, and then Kyler Murray uh, has one of the worst. Is that Now, is that worse than the left-handed Carson Wentz pick six from earlier in the season is the one no, from last night it, i mean it was worse no. because it's a bigger game but that that left-handed was the worst that <laughs> okay. was the worst all right yeah. so, so i, I just the worst. you know in that instance by the way it's a simple math equation right like <laughs> seven is greater than two Take so if, if we're if, let's just talk to all quarterbacks out there or any ball care if we're in that position remember Seven is greater than two, so we probably take just want to go ahead and take the safety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, take the safety. Now, he, uh, uh, Kyler Murray spoke uh, afterwards about his performance, uh, not thrilled with the, uh, the way things turned out. Prepare all week, all season, you know, to, to be where we are. And then, uh, you know, the game, the game wasn't competitive at all. So it's disappointing that we didn't, uh, you know, didn't make it a game. You know, and and come out and play the football. We know we're capable of playing. That's really the most disappointing part. You, you know how I am. Uh, I put a lot on my shul- uh, shoulders. Put a lot on myself. And you know, to to dream of this moment, and then you know, be in the playoffs, first game of playoffs, and then uh, to play the way I did, to play the way we did. You know, it's it's like I said, it's disappointing. Now, at what point during the game last night do you guys think Kyler Murray thought to himself, should have played for the A's? I don't think he thought that. I I do wonder why they didn't try to run him more. I mean, that's one of their most dynamic pieces of their offense. Would have helped my bet, I'll tell you that. He took a shot. (laughs) He took a shot the one time he did run. 
Right, but uh, but in general, if you look at some of their most successful games, like he could take off and scoot, and he's probably as effective, if not more effective, than even their running backs when he gets in the open field. So they're I, I was at their just best su- when he's moving. For right. certain. I was just surprised by that. Like, and, and he was – there was a couple times once he got outside – and look, credit Raheem Morris, credit the Rams front, because clearly they didn't want him to get the edge. They didn't want him to get outside. But when he did, he had space. And, and I don't know why he was so hesitant. And I know they had guys spying him and waiting for him, but he makes dudes look silly. Like, he puts dudes on an and-one mixtape a lot of times in the open field. And he just was – you know, very hesitant to make any sort of play with his legs last night, which was it's surprising considering he had to have known that the combination of A.J. Green and Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore and Zach Ertz, it's not the same without DeAndre Hopkins. You know, you know what I wonder, though? I wonder if somewhere Larry Fitzgerald was wishing he was maybe out there or wondering if he could have helped or would have made a I difference. the all same that. thing. I thought the same thing. I wonder what Larry Fitzgerald's thinking. He right hasn't now. officially retired, right? He hasn't announced no. anything. I mean, he can't join the Cardinals now. It's like he could. They would have welcomed him back, I assume, with open arms. I don't know what the thought process is, but when Hopkins went down, I would have thought that was the time. Like, let's go make the move. Let's add in this this kind of calming, consistent piece around Kyler to help him with that, but it just it wasn't happening. I mean, he's he's close to, as far as, like, uh, records go, receptions and all that stuff. I mean, he's close yeah. to reaching, like, uh, some pretty high marks. Like, like, why not just come back for another, you know, for another year? I mean, why not? You know, maybe he took a year off and he comes. I don't know that he's going to catch Jerry Rice, but he's, like, uh, you know, 117 away from being the all-time receptions leader. He's currently number two overall. Like, well, you know, why not? Why not make, make a go at it? I mean, he seems like he's still in good shape. I just, you know, I wonder if maybe he uh, he entertains the idea of coming back to that team in the offseason. I want to revisit Raheem Morris, though. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is is not playing, and he's not going to play this year. That's for certain. Well, so. Raheem Morris didn't play either, but, you know. Le- the, yeah, but his defense did. His defense certainly did. And coming into the game, I think that there were a, a there was some concern that this defense might not be able to hold up against Arizona's offense. And a lot of there there had started to be a buildup of scrutiny on Raheem as the season continued on. And and this was, uh, you know, for all the pressure that, you know, a lot of people put on Matthew Stafford coming into this game, which I, I, I agree that he probably had the most pressure on him out of any other quarterback in the playoffs in this first game. But I would also say that there was probably, if there was a defensive coordinator that had more pressure on them or a, a coordinator, period, that probably had a ton of pressure on him. I would have thought it would be Raheem Morris because this is his first year taking over a defense that was a number one rated defense that has not seemingly been as dominant as they were the year before. So they came out yesterday, and you mentioned it earlier in the show, Brady, and you saw Vaughn Miller. Vaughn looks like he's playing slow like he's not playing as fast as he used to but it's weird because even though he's still playing a little slower he still gets there and then Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald is is like I don't I don't know man he's he's like Assassin's Creed on on the football field <laughs> um 
uh, I mean, that defense was so stifling yesterday. Uh, they basically bullied them out of uh, – you want to know why he, uh, that Kyler didn't want to run? They looked like they were scared. They looked like they were totally intimidated by the physicality, by the movement, and the confidence and, and just trash talk of what the Rams were bringing. They didn't want any parts of it. Did Weddle even play? Like, if he was out there, how many snaps did he actually get? I don't recall ever seeing him really. They, they I didn't needed, see him out yeah, there. Yeah, that they even needed. I know he was active for the game, but I don't recall them actually needing him or relying on him at any point during that game. Like, which, you know, that was, you know, a big talking point because of all the injuries they had in that second They didn't need their starters in that game after a while, <laughs> <laughs> let alone bringing Weddle back. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply all right it's coming up next one team one playoff team in the nfl could be further away from competing for a super bowl than you actually might expect we will get into all that for you next here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, one, Fox of Sports songs. Radio. You like that one, Jonas? Not really. You didn't, you didn't like that song? No. This oh. song? Yes. Yeah, put, no, not a, yeah, it's Drake. I, I think Lil Wayne is in this. Hey, I don't know. It sounds like something they play at like a uh, department. You know. Yeah, it's like something you hear at Nordstrom's or something like that. You know? oh, I never okay. know. Oh. Like, I, I actually like the beat and the sound sometimes. I'm just terrible with lyrics. And that doesn't apply just to this song or any genre. <laughs> my, my daughters are the same way. Like, they'll start oh. singing a song and mess with the lyrics. I'm like, dang it. I pass that on to them. It's just—it's not cool when you're the kid you trying to sing. You passed it on. Yeah, it's a genetic thing, man. Behavioral genetics, but like it's—I passed it on to them, and I feel bad because now they're gonna get made fun of at some point. Because I—I uh, used to never ever like sing songs like be, I would just kind of be like kind of mumbling because I—I didn't want to be the person that like never knew the lyrics. But I'd never ever—that just—it doesn't work for my brain. I—I do, I do yeah. not know why. Yeah, try forgetting. You your, try forgetting your own me? lyrics. Uh, like, I, yeah. You did that I, once. Yeah. I do my own lyrics. I make up. You want me to know that? You freestyle. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jonas, you forgot your own lyrics? Yeah, on stage. That's weird. What do you do then? Uh, I it went exactly like this, and I just uh, I missed it completely. You did a Harry Carey. Why did why did you just put the mic out to the crowd? Let them sing your lyrics. There was no crowd there. We were terrible. What even like who's going to sing along? I I guess it's not that bad of a deal then. There's no one there to witness this. Yeah, you you pretend like you just start mumbling. You just uh, it's a little trick. You just grab the mic like and you and you're not really saying anything because you don't. Know what to say because you forgot your own lyrics. It's hey, Jonas. It's terrible. Jonas. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it was not good. Uh, two pros and a cup of How Joe. How do you forget Fox your own Sports lyrics? Radio. I don't know, man. I, I have far. no idea. And Dead Sober, too. Fire! 
<laughs> dead sober. And dead. So you wish you had drugs or alcohol to yeah, blame on us. Yeah, g- give me an excuse, like some excuse why I would forget my own lyrics. But uh, yeah. Okay. Just, okay. Well, let's play a quick game. We all get a shot at this, okay. and everyone can participate. All right. All right. Yes. What is the Arizona Cardinals' excuse for their poor performance Ooh. last night versus the LA Rams? Oh, that's that's a good one. Now, who wants yeah. to go first? Anybody want to uh, take a plunge into this? I mean, when you think about the matchup between Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay. And who does the winner get to play? The Green Bay Packers. I mean, this is almost from, you know, one of those daytime soap operas. Well, they're playing the Bucks, though. Oh, they are? Yeah, they're playing the Bucks. It's definitely not going to work because obviously then you've got uh, the winner of those two get to – get to play the bucks yeah so. yeah but if they won then they would see you know perceivably um, i have well, eventually they would have to play the floor which he's yeah. you know it's I, like the good looking yeah. coach contest you know i have a legit excuse okay, okay. All right. so when you go to uh arizona you're in the, the desert uh phoenix scottsdale whatever you want to call it you know it's uh, it's dry out there you know it's real oh. uh, it's it's that dry heat they're not used to having to play in a stadium where there's a crap moat around the stadium, apparently. And uh, based on the reports from uh, Lee DeLapp and then also Eddie Garcia, with the foul odor coming in from outside the stadium, I think that, I think that threw them off. Oh, no. And they were not expecting that. Um, thus, the performance they uh, rolled out last night can, on Monday can Night I, Football. Can I, can I get my? Yes. Can I get my theory? I believe that, like – Pac-Man, they <laughs> walked into their team hotel and they experienced seeing something they shouldn't have seen and they were traumatized <laughs> by hey, what Pac-Man. happened. By it, that's, that's what happened. That's, by the way. That's what happened. We, we this should, Kyler. We should this point is out, me, Kyler. We should point out, LeVar's not talking about the video game or Manny Pacquiao. He's talking about the movie Colors and uh, the guy... <laughs> The guy Pac-Man walks in, walks in only to find out that his uh, that his girlfriend, uh, you know, was was very uh, very popular around town. (laughs) And that's what happened at the team hotel is that. There were there were main football te- uh, football <laughs> players that walked in and is this is me. <laughs> it's just because that happened in L.A. Colors happened in L.A. Yeah. and and this experience with with the Arizona Cardinals players uh, happened in L.A. Just that's, brutal, that's my man. Theory. Just that's just absolutely theory. brutal. Because uh, what what other reason would you have to look like that in that game? They were shook. You know? They, they, were so they went down and, and there was there was no answers and they were dropping the their six. heads. There was it was just it was bad, man. Yeah, it, it was, was uh, not not a good look at all. Um, another team also that did not have a, a very good looking performance. In fact, uh, who had the worst performance? Was it was it uh, New England or Arizona? Uh, I would say Arizona probably, right, just based on the pick six and all that because New England got absolutely annihilated in Buffalo. They did uh, get beat up bad. And it's too bad, man, because I was really hoping they were going to You know what run. they should do? I would you actually say it might have been New England. I thought they, they looked have, worse early. They should have a loser's bracket. <laughs> I'd and watch. Let the losers and let I will watch. Uh, I'd, and I'd, let the and let the losers play it out. But they should have the losers bracket uh, in competition with uh, like some NBA games just to see how bad. Like, they let me ask NBA you guys ratings. this: like all all seriousness, right? All seriousness. Would you rather watch that or or a Pro Bowl? 
a bat. The loser's bracket. The loser. Once the I Pro would... Bowl left left Hawaii, the Pro Bowl can kiss my ass. Period. It's uh, in Vegas I now. Though, nah, get out of here. It's not Hawaii. It's not what I grew up on. I mean, because look at it this way. Those guys are trying to prepare to, to go the distance to play in the Super Bowl, right? So you can't sit there and say, ah, well, that's too many games or da-da-da. What about their health? You're preparing to play in the Super Bowl. So if you lose, create a loser's bracket. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm into it. Like, it's all about fun. money, man, if you could sell it. But the problem is I don't know that once you take out the incentive of winning a Super Bowl – the players are going to opt into that. That's the only issue there. And, and I think the losers well, bracket. If you make a couple more dollars playing another game, you I know. know. I don't, I don't I'm know. not buying that, especially if I'm in your position. If I'm a defensive player, somebody who plays the trenches, that ain't worth it. That's if I just got mean. embarrassed the way that some of these teams got embarrassed, I would love to have another opportunity to finish on a high note. I'm sure. But you could finish on a high note somewhere drinking a Mai Tai. Uh, that is on the very beach. true. Yeah. That, That's a know, Long that, Island. Come on. That you is know. very true. Oh, I do like Long Island. And my Q brother witnessed this Long Island yes. deal. He saw me yeah. double fisting a I'd be having one with him. I'd be sharing a Long Island with him. That's right. What are the uh, what's the plan in New England now? I mean, it, it felt oh, keep like... going, just keep going. <laughs> All right, I mean, it feels like uh, th- uh, that on display uh, against that Bills team, uh, they're going to be up against it for. I, I got to I, I got to be honest. They they exceeded my expectations of what they I thought they were going to do this year. But totally that, exceeded my expectations. But that was so ugly on Man. Saturday night. I, I've got a lot of questions about where they're at right now because. Not only was it, I mean, not even a competitive game from the jump. I mean, they were throwing sex toys at him, LeVar. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's how bad it is in New England. Yep. Dang. <laughs> nobody I mean, wants I'm not to sure how you want me to follow that up with anything serious. <laughs> nobody, so. nobody wants to get a sex toy thrown at them during a game. I man. hear you. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want, you to, I don't want your, your fan base to be having so much fun that they throw a sex toy at, at you know players the, on the The field. funny thing is, is like, let's just compare that to a hot dog at SoFi Stadium. They're essentially the same thing. It's yeah. a sex toy. Yeah, oh, I mean that's what that fried, like that fried hot dog. That fried hot dog was a sex toy. Jesus. Um, uh, so does New England? I mean, <laughs> you let us here, Jonas. Uh, does, you does, can't uh, complain when you let us. Uh, uh, does does New England? Uh, are they uh, comfortable with the uh, development of Mac Jones uh, one year, or, or do you feel like uh, seeing Josh Allen you play the way? See, see, but seeing Josh Allen play the way he played. I, he doesn't appear to be anywhere close to Josh Allen. Can I be he honest? destroyed their defense. Can I be honest, though? Yeah. This New England Patriots organization is stuck like they still have Tom Brady, and they don't. Like, oh, how they go about building this roster, this team, to win football games, it's all changed. And they haven't realized that because they're like, well, we've got a guy in Mac Jones who we feel like is, is similar with the way he distributes the football and plays from the pocket and all those things. But the truth of the matter is he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to be Tom Brady. And that's no slight to Mac Jones. He's a good player. He had a phenomenal rookie year. He could still go on to have a Hall of Fame career. But he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to have the greatest career we've ever seen that's still going. And so that style of play and complementary football where your defense has to get turnovers, you've got to have balance and a running game, and, and you've got to be able to have a quarterback who can then make those clutch throws and plays in crunch time or on third down, 
it's hard to be able to make that consistently work in today's NFL. And it's why when you look at almost all of the teams who have a quarterback that's excelling, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, who they just faced, uh, Joe Burrow, who's got the ability to extend plays and take off, Ryan Tannenhill as well. Let's go to the NFC side. Outside of Tom Brady, Rodgers still has the ability to, even though he's got the hurt toe, and even at his age, that's still a part of his game. You saw Stafford have to take off last night. Before the game, by the way, one of the biggest layoffs, I think his over-under rushing in last night's game was like one yard. And so he took off one scramble, boom, got it, done. End of the story. But the reality is, if you look at how today's game is being played, unless you're Tom Brady, you've got to have some sort of mobility to your game. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And this is now a team that's got a ton of free agents, in particular on defense. Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, J.C. Jackson, Jawan Bentley, Jamie Collins. Go to their offensive line. You know, Karras, Trent Brown. Their wide receivers, their running backs, Jacoby Myers, Matt Slater, James White, Brandon Bold. I mean, all these guys, they're all free agents. And I understand they can sign them back and, you know, continue to do what they did this past offseason. But when you have players you drafted early – like Josh Uche and Chase Winovich, who aren't really contributing quite as much, that's a problem. Nikhil Harry was a first-round pick that didn't pan out. Like Some of what they're doing as, you know, in the off-seasons is getting to be exposed because they don't have Tom Brady to clean it up. And that's the question, I think, for New England is, I mean, are they essentially just playing to be the, the wild-card team or second-best team coming out of the AFC East? And maybe it's tough for New, like Patriots fans to hear it, but – if this last game is any indication of how far these two teams are apart, it's going to be like this for a while, or at least until Josh Allen decides to leave Buffalo. Yeah, it's going to be a while. I agree. And also, like one of the uh, parts of the New England dynasty that doesn't get talked about a lot, I mean, most of the time when they went, I don't think that they went to a Super Bowl when they didn't have a first-round bye. Like, I, I don't think that I, I think they're all every single Super Bowl they went to involved them having at least a first round buyer home field advantage. Well, if you're basically to your point, Brady, going to be the wild card at best because you can't get past Buffalo, it just feels like they're going to be up against it for a long, long time, man. And then who knows if Miami makes a move and ends up bringing in, you know, a Deshaun watch. And if, if that plays out the way it plays out, uh, or if uh, LeVar's guy, Zach Wilson ends up being, uh, you know, Joe Namath, uh, 2.0 there in, uh, in New York. Now you got a whole nother set of problems. So it just feels like there there's, there are ways away there in new England now. So I wonder how much longer Bill Belichick wants to do it. I really, I really do, and, and I think there's a thought that obviously this is going to turn over to Josh McDaniels. So I wonder how he would change things or if he'll, depending on how long they give Mac Jones. But it's not like Mac Jones is the problem. He had a phenomenal rookie year. He really did. And, and I think you'd have to admit, like, they're a completely different team than what they were a year ago, offensively, defensively, and all of that. And maybe you could just chalk it up to one bad game. But I do feel like these two teams are getting further apart you know, it's not New England catching back up to where Buffalo is. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up uh, 10 minutes from now, we're going to have the return of the BQ News. Uh, so it's been uh, it's been a few days. Want to uh, want to hear what sort of weirdness is out there in the world of sports and beyond. A lot uh, of weirdos so, out there, let me tell you. Yeah. One drives this show. <laughs> uh, can I... Uh, can I uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I call some BS? Can I call some BS yes, on somebody? Do it. Uh, I think do this it. is a load of crap. So this was the uh, the Manning cast last night on uh, ESPN TV. And I'm with you on this. I know where you're going. Everybody's talking about, oh, my God, can you believe that Peyton Manning did this on the air? Uh, here's how it sounded. Before you do that, Larry, let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. I can't hear Never mind. Peyton doing something else, Larry. Well, so you're back. Hey, Kyler's ready for this moment. First playoff game. Yeah, so uh, Peyton Manning curses on television. Everyone's like, oh, my God. And then this is after Eli Manning uh, gave him double birds and, and got you know complaints from the FCC. This is all crap. This is all hype job, BS, garbage. Because they, they want to make it seem like, ooh, tune in to the Manning boys because you never know what's going to happen. I love it's, the it's, Mannings. It, it's all a bunch of crap. It's all them. a lie. They're, they're the trying best. to stir this up and be controversial, and they're not controversial at all. This is all a bunch of BS. Don't I love the Mannings. They Scam. are funny. Scam Hilarious job. dudes. Yeah. They are funny, and, and I do think they add an element of insight that, you know, clearly ESPN wouldn't do this if they felt like their game crew was providing it. So they are providing a another layer of insight that isn't being provided by the normal broadcast, and that's not a slight to Brian Greasy or Lewis Riddick. It, it's just that's the reality of, of why they're in this position, because as we've talked about before, there's no other reason why they would have a separate broadcast with two quarterbacks doing it to try to gain greater market share. You're, you're not like I, I've, I've told you guys this story before. I have my wife watch and she's like, this is boring. And I'm like, you don't find any of this interesting? She goes, no. And she's not a football fan. In fact, she honestly probably hates it now because of the schedule <laughs> that it, I'm beholden to. But I, I digress. The point is they're not growing their audience by that broadcast. In fact, they're taking away, if you look at the numbers from the viewership, from their broadcast to more people who just would rather listen to Peyton and Eli talk than Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick. So they're just dividing up what they already have in their Monday Night Football broadcast. So I, I do think there's one of two things at play. Either the Mannings themselves have said, we're just going to do what we want, which is essentially what they've done the entire season. And whether it's the double birds or creating – shocking or controversial things like that uh, where that happens where it draws attention it goes viral and everyone's talking about it either the Mannings themselves understand that in this day and age in this day and age it's almost not even bad anymore if something negative happens depending on how you spin it and that's how they're spinning this right it's it's not so much that like hey there's little kids watching and they hear Peyton Manning cuss it's more, oh, did you hear how cool that was? Yeah, how, you never know what's going to happen, man. Like, look look what's next. So it's either that by the Mannings themselves or it's, it's Disney, it's you know, ESPN, ABC saying we're okay with it to let them kind of be this wild card as opposed to the rigid, stiff, normal broadcast production that we're going to put on ABC or on ESPN. And we'll let them kind of be the wild card, like the Uncle Eddie yeah. of our broadcast network. It's one of those two things, because to your point, Jonas, I don't think that was necessarily, you know, especially knowing Peyton Manning, by the way, he's not the type of guy that's not prepared or going to do something like that and not be aware. You're talking about maybe the greatest field general of all time in constantly being situationally aware of what's happening around him. Yeah.
But but uh, Didn't they do that with Nickelodeon though. They had a broadcast for Nickelodeon too for for and that wasn't ESPN. That was actually was CBS Viacom, C- so different right. network. But but that yeah, makes but sense. But it was the right? same concept, right? No, but different concept. Like they're trying to get an actual audience by utilizing you know kids and Nate Burleson and people who are going to play to their favor. That makes sense. Again, the Manning cast, it it really doesn't make sense unless they just can't put them in the booth because their asking number is way too high for Peyton and Eli. Uh, it's uh, too. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I almost look at it like they try to create like a Tonight Show type of vibe, which if that is what you're doing, it is a tad bit of a different concept. But, I mean, it, I know you're going after kids with one and the other. I, I feel like by the guests that they bring on, you're trying to bring in a viewing audience based off of, you know, what what the value of the people that are going to be on there along with. The but then babies. that's the problem. Doesn't that devalue then who's hosting it? Because couldn't you just say, hey, we're going to have The Rock and Russell Wilson and everyone else on Monday Night Football with Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick? What would, if you're tuning in no. for the guests, what would be any different if that's who you're tuning in for? Because you don't, I don't think that you would want to mash that into the game broadcast, the, the, the game telecast with, with a Riddick and, and Greasy. I think that you, you would do it more so for the aspect of the entertainment piece of it where it's not really so much like intrusive to the game, the commentary of the game. That's what that's I would the reality. say. So you, you, might, you might as well not have both. Just, just you know, go ahead and go in that direction then, if that's it, what you want the broadcast yeah. to be. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. All right, coming up next, it's the BQ News as we put a bow on this bad boy right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real... And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Uh, we're also going to be back on the air 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific tomorrow. Right now, though, it's been way too long. It's time for another edition of this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. What do we got, BQ? So, Jonas, you and I have worked together for quite some time. So yeah. I know a little bit about your backstory, your history, and I know you. And you would do anything, move anywhere to take a job in the radio business. I remember you telling me your story about driving across the country to Charleston, South Carolina, right? Yep. I mean, Damn you, right. you documented that. Yep. But what if, what if that dream job was a place where you had to, well, remove your appendix before moving there to take that dream job. That's fine. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, there's a settlement in Antarctica, and it's it's suitable for families, except there's one major requirement. They must undergo an operation to remove their appendix before they move in. Here's reason being. 
the nearest hospital is over 600 miles away from this Chilean settlement, uh, meaning, well, the healthcare is limited. So if your appendix gets infected, you're out of luck. Um, but outside of that, it's, uh, look, it's a great place for uh, raising children and all that stuff. But yeah, you got to remove your appendix. Is it just your appendix? Do you have to remove just your anything appendix. else? Just your appendix. I mean... Look, I, I, you know, don't know anything about the appendix, but is that one to where you need to get to a hospital immediately, or else it's life threatening? I mean, is I, that? I, uh, I, I don't know either. I do think that it can be, or, or is potentially, and I think that's why that's one of the prerequisites. I mean, can't you just train to do it yourself? Like, like somebody gives you like a, an exacto knife or a pair of car keys, and then you figure it out, like numb it up a little bit. Like, I feel that's like a valid that, point. That is a valid. You point. can find like, anything you on I, YouTube. We're working in the radio studio together here in this Chilean settlement, and the next thing you know, uh, my appendix bursts and explodes, <laughs> and you've got to operate on me. Hey, yeah, that sounds like a, a great, great plan for success. Hey, yeah. listen, man, there's a, the, the things you could do with some of this invasive stuff out there, as we saw that was thrown on the field in Buffalo, I, I feel like there are options out there if you just YouTube something. You know what yeah, I mean? Do we have a robot? Couldn't we just get, like, a, get a robot to be able to do this? Yeah, well, they're too busy uh, driving cars and uh, wearing masks out here in That's California. So they they, they do have to deliver for our, uh, our Amazon package. That's good. Right? That is yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. All right. How about this one? Let's go to uh, the great state of Florida because, you know, it's, it's always bringing yeah. out some, uh, some positive news stories. So a Florida man, he steals $33,000 worth of rare coins. And so what do you do when you steal $33,000 worth of rare coins? Well, you know, you got to convert it into some more cash, some more moolah. So he goes to one of those, uh, it's a Coinstar machine, you take all your coins there, no, you put doesn't. it in, and it gives you cash out of it. So he takes his $33,000 of rare coins, and he cashes them in <laughs> for $29.30. <laughs> so what, the coin star didn't recognize uh, that they were worth more than uh, than, than actual uh, regular coins, or what? You don't yeah, got, correct. I yeah. mean, obviously, some of these coins, they come from way back when. There's certain you know versions or from whatever mint. And that's where they, they hold their value, even though their stated value in the coin is only 25 cents, for example. Hey, by the way, Lee, is Coinstar, are they a sponsor on the show? Uh, do we have any, uh, like, a confirmation on that? Is Coinstar a sponsor, Lee? No, they are not. Okay. They're a scam and a ripoff, and I don't think anybody should use Coinstar because they charge you, like, seven cents. They, like, tax you uh, to, want, to want to use their service. Last I checked, if you wrap your own coins and right. take them to the bank, you don't sure. get charged anything. So yeah, it takes you a while to do that. Ah, and, then some, and everyone who's been there, you know when you put in all the pennies, right? Yeah. 100 pennies get a dollar. You, you put them all in there. But if you get like 60, 70 in and then some fall out, it like ruins the whole thing. So I, I guess you could probably pay the seven cent surcharge, right, for the for the prepackaging. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, you know, or just throw them in a fountain somewhere. Let somebody dig around for them. I, I think it's a way better plan. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'd rather just go around a bunch of fountains, make a bunch of wishes everywhere. That's right? a good point. You ever bathed uh, in a fountain before? No, never. Never once? <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 